At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to The Makers of Minnesota, where we talk to cool people doing cool things. And today, I am very excited to talk with Coconut Whisk, which is a very sweet company that makes gluten-free baking mixes. And I came across it, I think I came across you guys on Instagram. Uh, We are talking with Bella Lamb and Miles Olson. They're the co-founders of Coconut Whisk. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Happy to be here. I just found out that you are like life partners as well as business partners. So I have lots of advice for you. All right. We're excited. <laughs> Bring it <laughs> or on. Or not. <laughs> um, so how long ago did you start Coconut Whisk? Yeah. So we started actually last, we launched last May. Idea came in January of last year. So what was the idea? Was it like, hey, I'm gluten free. I can't eat any of this stuff. Pretty much, yeah. I'm pretty annoying because I'm vegan and (laughs) gluten-free. I've been that for about two years. And um, the problem with, we had a problem in college where we wanted to uh, make, you know, we wanted to bake, but we didn't have the time to really spend a lot of it in the kitchen. And so, um, yeah, I got the idea and then, or we had that problem, didn't work, didn't do anything with it for a little while. And then uh, last January, I was like, I'm going to baking mixes that sounds about right yeah (laughs) because you so you guys did you meet in college kind of just met through there when i had a bonfire one night at my house so that is miles he is a co-founder with bella um so you guys met there and have you always been vegan and gluten-free bella no uh just I transitioned into that lifestyle two years ago. Did you have like a medical problem or did you just do it for ethical reasons? What was your initial? Yeah. It really started with a documentary. <laughs> and Tell me about that. Yeah, um, it's called Forks Over Knives and it's um, a, an amazing act- documentary. And I made the decision pretty much like overnight. Um, and I mean, I've always been really interested in health and wellness. I studied um, community health education in college. Yep. And so, um, yeah, it was it just seemed, you know, good. You know, it was just better for my health, the planet, and it was just like, why not give it a try? And two years later, I'm still doing it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Miles, how did you get roped into the company? Well, I guess when Bella had her shower thought, she kind of came running out of the shower, and she's like, we need to start a company. Because she, she always, like, had this entrepreneurial spirit, and she always wanted to start a company. And so it was a shower thought of hers, and she came out, and she really kind of just, like, roped me in. Because she's very, um, I guess she uh, does very good pep talks and kind of just sold me on <laughs> yeah. it in a very way. Collaborative. And Yeah, she just made it sound like it was going to be, like, that it was a thing that we could do together. And I knew that with her on my side, I, we, we would definitely be successful with it. And so. Okay, that's yeah. pretty sweet. 
Um, Bella, did you have entrepreneurs as parents or how did you just have this confidence? Sure. Actually, um, my my whole family moved here when I was six. And so my parents, we literally got here and my parents probably had a few hundred dollars in their bank account. And wow. yeah, we lived with my uncle for a few years and I just saw my family really hustle and like I saw my parents work hard from such a young age. And so my work ethic came from that. Like my, my first job was when I was 14. And um, yeah, there I know my mom would love to start her own business, but she just needed a basic nine to five job so that, you know, to keep the family stable. Sure. Um, so it's my, my dad too. So I feel like they gave up, they gave up that dream. And then now I'm kind of bringing, you know, doing that for my family, being that entrepreneur that I know that they have always wanted to be. Do you guys still have your day jobs? Yeah, so I am a nanny um, part-time right now, and then hopefully I can go full-time soon into Coconut Whisk. Yeah. yeah. So, Miles, how about you? Yeah, and for me, I'm working Coconut Whisk full-time right now. It, it takes a lot of time to be doing all the manual production and everything. Um, but right now, in within a couple months here, we are planning on switching roles, and I'm going to be doing like part-time human resources, which is what uh, I minored in college with. And so give uh, Bella some, some break time and uh, work on Coconut Whisk. Right. Yeah. Um, how many mixes do you guys have right now? We have six products right now. Okay, so go through them for me. Sure. So they're uh, cookies, so that we have snickerdoodles and chocolate chips, and then we have uh, our mug cakes, pancakes. We have the uh, original, and then we have sugar-free, and then last but not least, we have our chocolate muffins. And how do people find you? Like, do you are you at farmers markets? Do they find you in stores? Yeah, we're we're in right now. We're in Hyvie Lakeville. All the lake winds, we just got in there. So Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, Minnetonka, Richfield, and Chanhassen. And then we are online as well. And, yeah, Herb Rivers Butcher in Minneapolis and Eureka Compass in St. Paul. Is it hard to compete for shelf space? Are there a lot of gluten-free baking mixes, and are you competing with, like, the general mills of the world? Yeah, there is, there is companies out there that are obviously – gluten-free there's a lot of them but we haven't seen a lot of them that are like probably vegan or gluten-free and um we're really friendly with allergens so um yeah and yeah the market isn't really that big in uh the midwest so it's really nice and for us getting on the shelves it was actually super effortless yeah we thought it would be impossible but it was really easy your packaging is interesting and it looks very um grocery friendly did you start in other packaging and then get to this packaging? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we had, like, this craft um, brown bag. Yeah, in the beginning. a lot of people start with yeah. the craft yeah, brown yeah. bag. Yeah, so then we updated. Um, yeah, So that you could get into more mass market, I'm assuming. Right, and we just like the aesthetics of, like, the pastel and the white. It's really clean. and. We, did, we tried to make it more color-coded as well. Before, it was just all craft bags with white labels and you had to physically read what the product was it had a little window in the middle but it was kind of hard to see what it was sure. and we wanted um consumers to be able to just be like we like the chocolate chips so that's the the pastel blue color and or we want the pancakes and that's the pastel yellow color and so it really pops off the shelf and it it's really identifiable the little mug cake is really cute <laughs> have you been selling that a long time yeah that was actually our our uh, latest product that we launched so not really we launched it in september is it going well? It has been, yeah. Yeah, it's super cute. It's like a personal <laughs> size serving where you can make like a little mug cake. Right, it's one of my favorites. It's one of our top sellers for sure. Is and it? We launched that at the Twin Cities Veg Fest as well, and it was um, very, very, uh, yeah, top seller for sure. Yeah. 
Do yeah. people primarily purchase you that are gluten-free and vegan or once you've sampled it, like it does the product stand on its own and then people just buy it because it tastes good? For sure. I, yeah, I feel like um, we we are very we're very niche. And so we have our community and supporters. But then when people try it, they're like, wow, this is amazing. Like this is gluten free and vegan. And then they're, they're like, oh, I know someone who's gluten free and vegan and they buy it for them or they buy it for themselves, which is super cool. Like, that's sure. My favorite thing. Are you on Amazon? No, not yet. We want to be soon. Hopefully. <laughs> Tell me about that, because I know for a lot of smaller makers, that's like a big step for them. And that it's challenging to, like, mm-hmm. figure out that system. Do you know much about it, or have you started to kind of uncover that yet? Uh, yeah, we've heard a little bit, but I know it's, like, um, they take a big chunk out of it. Yeah. And we just want to really stay local and not grow too fast right now. Because, um, yeah, it's it's working really well um, locally, and um, we just don't want to expand too fast. Is most of your day spent actually, like, producing mixes, Miles? Yeah, it is. Um, we are working. Uh, we just got in a few weeks ago to uh, GIA's kitchen in St. Paul, which is certified peanut-free and gluten-free facility. Yeah. And um, we have our set schedule and everything now, so we're just putting in like hours on end. You know, every other day producing stuff, and so it really does help with our production. But again, with the Amazon thing, that would really ramp up uh, a lot of sales, and we would probably have to have a co-packer before we jump in somewhere like national sales. Yeah, and that's people have a hard time. Like, they start out, and then they decide, like, are they going to go to the co-packer or not? And when you go to a co-packer, it allows you to spend your time on other things other than literally producing your product. Yeah. But it's a hard jump to make. Um, how much of your – so, Miles, you're, like, grinding out making the making the mixes. Yes. Each day, like, do you know how many mixes you can make in a day? Um, I can make roughly about 50 an hour. I'd say 50 to 100 an hour. It really depends. The cookies do take a little bit longer because there's separate packages in there for yeah. sugar and et cetera. But um, yeah, it, it just it all comes down to just following the system that I have in place. And I can uh, definitely get faster and faster the more I do it. So Okay. Yeah. And uh, you have a lot of orders online, I'm assuming. Yeah. How are people finding you? Social media. That's a huge thing. Instagram, Facebook, and Word of mouth, really. So tell me about that because you have a large following. Don't you have like 8,000 followers on Instagram? Uh, no, we actually have under 3,000. Oh, okay. So... Maybe it's Facebook that I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, uh, Facebook we have like 800 likes maybe. Oh, maybe, yeah. So, yeah, but um, I feel like everyone who does follow us, they're like really huge. They're huge supporters and um, it's, it's kind of easy because I know the target market and I know who I'm talking to. Um, yeah, we just uh, do a lot of uh, Instagram and Facebook content. I, I'm i the one who's running it. And Did you go to college for that? or No, public health, actually. And um, marketing is kind of like my, my my passion, too. I love I love learning about like social media marketing. and. Do you watch videos? Do you listen to podcasts? How do you learn what to actually do as a small business person? Yeah, podcasts for sure. And I keep updated with like certain Facebook groups and... Um, what are some of your favorites? Do you know? My favorite. So Jenna Kutcher, she has a, a podcast called The Gold Digger Podcast, and that's amazing for, like, small business owners. There's Jasmine Starr. She's um, a business strategist and social media um, educator. And, yeah, that's that's the two 
two main ladies I follow. And Marie, Marie Forleo, but she's mostly just like a personality. And Yeah, I like her too. Yes, right? She's so great. Oh my gosh. So can you think of like a tactic that you use that was able to get you a lot of followers? Like do you do contesting or can you give me a little bit of insight into some of the things that you've actually done that you've been like, wow, that really worked? Yeah, for me, I think just showing up consistently and adding value um, and I realized that even reposting other vegan accounts and, you know, what they share about, like, how to live with less waste or how to cook beans or something, you know, like, reusing other people's content is really nice because then you're, like, a hub and you kind User-generated of... User-generated content is exactly. really um, popular. Do you ask people's mm-hmm. permission or do you use the repost feature first or yep. how do you... Yep. So I always give credit. Um, I do my best to, like, hey... Um, reach out to them and be like, we're, we're, I'm going to repost this. Um, but usually if it's Instagram, I just give them a tag and shout out for sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then Facebook, have you noticed a lot of the people I've talked to have noticed in the last year or two years, like things have really just slowed there in terms of audience development. Have you experienced that or do you do advertising at all there? Audience. I am actually like dabbling with like Facebook marketing and like uh-huh. ads, but that's like, kind of beyond me sometimes. So um, I'm I'm learning, but then I kind of want to bring someone on to help me out with that. Um, I have a marketing mentor right now, um, but yeah, he can't really do it for me. Sure. So, yeah. So I would love to have someone to come on and actually take over that role. Um, but it's just honestly, like I want to do more on Facebook. I just kind of repost things from Instagram. Yep. So um, I, I we really want to invest in that too, because a lot of people are engaged on that. Yeah. And some people like um, some people aren't even really having websites anymore Mm. and you're different because you're going to sell. But like restaurants and stuff, some of them are just using an Instagram handle as really their contact. Um, Do you use Snapchat at all? No Snapchat. Yeah. (laughs) And you guys have such a, um, you know, the whole lifestyle and health piece of your business is really a big component of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you go to like festivals and fitness events and how do you reach out to people if you know they're like gluten-free or vegan do you follow hashtags or yeah I do follow hashtags um but as for the events component like PC Veg Fest there's um there's the Twin Cities Women's Expo Uh we're gonna do that next fall um there there was like a vegan weekend at Linden Hills and so there's a lot of there's like a plant-based showcase so there's so much more like health related events nowadays. And so that's, it's really exciting. And we, we love it because that's when we actually get out and we meet people and we get to. Do you sample them? Do you yeah, make we things sample them. and. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had like the, oh my God, I don't have any money moment yet. Like, what do you mean? Where <laughs> you weren't sure if you were going to be able to buy goods or you oh. needed to sell XYZ in order to buy the next round of packaging. Um, No, thankfully not. Yeah. Um, Because when we first started, well, I guess we can wind back a little bit. We sure. ended up winning a competition on our campus called the Big Ideas Challenge, which is oh, kind of like yeah. a Shark Tank type That's of thing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what so um, Minnesota State, okay. Mankato. Yeah. Um. And so we ended up winning $3,000, which really helped us with the seed money right away to get all of our, you know, our SKU codes from our, our GS1, which costs a ton of money. So yeah. we actually can have them scan, uh, licensing certifications, et cetera. Um, so 
And then after that, then we kind of made sure we had our profit margins set up correctly. So we'll always be selling and have enough to be able to pay ourselves minimally and have the money go back in, but also be able to uh, uh, get ingredients as well and, and, and make a just enough profit to be able to keep the, the business running and sustaining, but not too much. So we feel like we're over um, extended. overextended on the price for the customer. Yeah. Who helped coach you on putting that model together? Because that's something it takes a lot of people a long time to figure out. Right. Yeah. Right away. And you are paying yourselves, which is yeah. also yes. unusual. That's important. Tell me do. about that. What? Well, paying ourselves or the... Yeah. And how you got the model. The model. Yeah. So when we did the Big Ideas Challenge, we were assigned to a mentor. And then through that mentor, we found another mentor who actually owned a paleo mix company. And then she sold that. And so that was like, it was such a small world because, you know, how, what are the odds we find someone in Mankato who used to run a paleo sure. mix company? And now she's a consultant. Yep. <laughs> like It's crazy, right? So um, she helped us. Her name is Hannah Bretz. And um, yeah, she really like laid down like, you know, this is how you should manufacture because we were literally doing it hand by hand, um, mixing it like teaspoon by teaspoon. Yeah. And so she was like, no, just put it all in a big uh, bowl and just mix it and put it, you know, in little bags. And so she trained us on that. She trained us on like really... Um, you know, where where we can source it and um, all the things. I don't even remember, but yeah, it was. She helped with a lot because there is a lot of stuff that goes step by step you have to do mm-hmm. in order to get started from mm-hmm. like the ground up. Yeah. And she had this really awesome like step by step sheet that she gave us where like step one, you got to register for your cottage food law and then you got to get your insurance and then you got to do this and that and that. And without her, it would be very hard to be able to... uh start it by yourself if you're completely clueless and didn't look for any help oh, i should connect with her because she sounds like she'd be a good guest oh yeah she's amazing yeah, yeah because <laughs> for a lot of people they fumble around for a very long time putting together those pieces yeah. and if you had a checklist it would be a huge time saver mm. right exactly and you're paying yourselves which i think is is uh, um what's the word i'm looking for it's not interesting it's great I feel like so many entrepreneurs, like they put themselves last Mm -hmm. and obviously you have to make a little money to take a little money. But Mm -hmm. I think like setting up the expectation that this is a business and this is the way I'm going to make my living helps to kind of put that intention into the world that this is what we're doing and this is how we're putting it together. So did she tell you like if there was a percentage that you should take or did she just say you should be paying yourselves a little bit or? Um, I don't we just recently started paying ourselves like past few months, right, yeah. Past few months and it was just me like learning from other business owners and just like educating myself on how like burnout is real and if you don't kind of invest in yourself and like pay yourself then it's like you're you you know, you're it's not like real business then. You that's know? right. So, and that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. So yeah. thank you for articulating it so well. <laughs> yeah. That you know, it makes sense to not pay yourself in the mm-hmm. beginning because you need to invest. But it also at some point makes sense to pay yourself. Right. Um, yeah. My Even hus- if it's a little bit, you yes, know, <laughs> like, it helps. Like, and it helps the idea that it stands for something mm-hmm. and that it, you're doing it for something and right. it's moving forward into some degree. Mm-hmm. Are there other local companies that you really admire? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Um, we love Superior Switchell, Melinda's. So great. Just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just so kind and um, she's really just encouraging and helpful. I tell with any people questions. to listen to her podcast that yep. I did with her because yeah. I think 
talk about like breaking down the steps, I felt like she really gave a complete view mm-hmm. of what it is like to be a food manufacturer and a small food producer in our town. It was very helpful. I remember me and Bella both listened to it while we were on a long bike ride once in the summer and uh it it definitely helped us out with our journey as well yeah Yeah. she's been she's really uh helped a lot of people any others yeah there's um there's omi snacks um yeah i haven't had her on yet but she sent me her snacks yeah she's such a super boss like she does all she does everything (laughs) i swear (laughs) she's a mom she's an entrepreneur and i love it um there's jen jars yes yeah she was on the podcast you know and we met her at a farmer's market and it was just so fun her and her husband are just so passionate and that we love it and they're super delicious yeah yes, they're super they're so good <laughs> and they have the best pesto in the world they do i haven't tried but and I, it's not I even to. basil which it's spinach crazy. like it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy that it tastes as good as it does because i just was like oh how do you get the basil to stay so green and she's like it's not basil it's spinach wow mind blown <laughs> yeah it's really great Um, when you are planning sort of the next steps, like, do you guys sit down and do you write goals or how do you, like you talked about that you're going to be doing a role reversal here. Mm -hmm. Is it just time to do that role reversal or did you have a human resources opportunity come up that sort of pushed the issue or how do you make decisions in the business? Yeah, honestly, I am a huge like goal setter and planner. And I think that without a plan, you're kind of just fumbling around. So um, at the beginning of the year, we mapped out our whole entire 2019. I mean, as best as possible, things yep. come up, so you gotta stay flexible. Um, How but, do you do it? Do you do like A, B, and C, and then build d- bullet points below that, or do you use a special format? Yeah, we use Google Slides, like a presentation format and, for each other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I we like do it, it. together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like brainstorm like what well, we would we reviewed last year, and then we brainstormed um, just things we really wanted to do this year. And then we broke it down into four categories. So um, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. And then we just put down the projects we wanted to work. So there's about two or three projects every quarter we really want to hit. And when I say project, we mean like um, maybe partnerships we want to hook up with or, you know, have. um, Or maybe that's like a a launch of a new product or it's um, a social media campaign or something. So um, we do that, and then when we were planning, we're, I, I just really, I knew, I have always wanted to be, like, a full-time entrepreneur, and I've always had a job, and so I, this, like, this jump is huge for me. Yeah. So that's why I'm, we're, I'm just being really diligent, and I'm, I just want to plan it and, you know, be smart with the, with the transition, because it's, yeah, it's a big deal. And so. so, Miles, yeah. are you as planful as she is? I try to be. She's definitely the anchor when it comes to planning. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But um, yeah, we every morning we do a uh, daily meeting, like what we're going to be working on for the day regarding the business. And then at the end of every week, we do a weekly meeting. So we kind of like plan out the week. And then every morning we check in like, hey, what are you going to be working on? Are we staying together? So it is very structured and it really does help us uh progress through and actually reach our goals that we do plan on for the beginning of the year wow you yeah. guys are so organized well My you have goodness. to be I love it. you know <laughs> yeah yeah uh are your families uh supportive oh yeah absolutely. yes my parents think it's really cool. yeah my mom <laughs> thinks it's awesome and she always asks me to help and do demos and farmers markets and sure. stuff yeah so when you think about are there some partnerships that you would like like are there people that you're like oh i'd like to be in partnership with them or help figure out meet them uh, 
Let's put it out into the universe. Meeting like, you. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that was cool. Was that on your list? It kind of was because I wasn't. I'm so happy. That was a good little slide. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I've um listened to Minnesota, Makers of Minnesota for a while. So it was just really cool how we met and then you reached out. So Yeah. Um, yeah. And then. Uh, Oprah's as, next, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my gosh. Marie Forleo will probably and then Oprah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, she's. Good, a, good. I'm a big fan of her. Um, let's see. So. For retail partnerships, we really want to get into Whole Foods and Kowalski's next. Um, I don't know. There's... And just all the co-ops in general. Yeah. Yeah. We we really do love co-ops. Um, it Our target market is in there, and uh, they usually sell a lot of, like, premium foods, which is what we kind of see ours as. is kind of like a healthy premium yeah, baking mixes, good, good so guys, it, it fits sure. perfectly in there. And the few days, or, yeah, a week or so we've been in Lake Winds, we did a demo each of us did demo. I went to Richfield and Bell was at Chanhassen and I went there just to restock the shelves and like a lot of our stuff was already sold and I was really surprised. I was like, wow, this is what can really come from co-ops. Yeah. yeah. And so it's yeah. really, it's really exciting. We actually got like a reorder today from one of the co-ops. Yeah. So oh, that must just, be And they just put yeah. our stuff up. So it's, yeah, it's really fun. So when that yeah. happened, tell me what your reaction was. Like getting the oh, reorder? You got the reorder. Were you oh, like, I was oh. just like, oh my gosh. I was like, wait, what? Like we literally just stocked the shelves last yeah. week. And that's oh. what you should be looking for is the second order. The first order is if they just, mm-hmm. they test to see if your stuff is going to sell. And then the second order is the most important because that's like, hey, they're telling you this stuff sells and we want to keep ordering from you. Okay. So yeah. if anybody from the co-ops is listening or Kowalski's, I know Chris listens sometimes. So Ooh, okay. well, give hey. you guys a call. <laughs> Coconut Whisk. They are the <laughs> baking mixes that are gluten-free and vegan. Um, where is your favorite place to eat in town when you go out? Because people are always asking us. Holy, there's so many, but for sure our favorite is probably Jay Selby's. Yes. And then I like Jay Selby's a lot yeah. too. They do so much. They do, yeah. And, and everything is just tasty and delicious. And you, yeah. you kind of get past the whole gluten free vegan thing. Right, right. I feel like a lot of people can go and like. Yeah, enjoy for it. sure. Yeah. Her River's Butcher is a good one. Trio, that's another plant based eatery. Yep. Vegan Faro. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of restaurants coming up that are vegan and. I like it. I like it. Miles, are you are you also? Yeah, I'm on the same board. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Selby's is my favorite as well. Yeah, it's yes. pretty good. <laughs> I like it a lot. Yes. I live right over there. So, all right, you Lucky. guys, thanks for being on the program. It's Coconut Whisk. Uh, you can find it at the co-ops. You can find it online. And Hy-Vee, was it Lakeville? Lakeville, yes. yes. Okay. Yep. Excellent. Uh, Coconut Whisk, thanks. Thank you so Thank much. You. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Have you ever had like the, oh my God, I don't have any money moment yet? Like, what do you mean? Where <laughs> you weren't sure if you were going to be able to buy goods or you oh. needed to sell XYZ <laughs> in order to buy the next round of packaging. Mm. Um. No, thankfully not. Yeah. Um, because when we first started, well, I guess we can wind back a little bit. We sure. ended up winning a competition on our campus called the Big Ideas Challenge, which oh, is kind of like yeah. a Shark Tank type That's of thing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and what so um, Minnesota State, okay. Mankato, yeah. Um, and so we ended up winning three thousand dollars, which really helped us with the seed money right away to get all of our, you know, our SKU codes from our, our GS one, which costs a ton of money. So yeah. we actually can have them scan. Uh, licensing certifications, et cetera. Um, so 
And then after that, then we kind of made sure we had our profit margins set up correctly. So we'll always be selling and have enough to be able to pay ourselves minimally and have the money go back in, but also be able to uh, uh, get ingredients as well and, and, and make a just enough profit to be able to keep the, the business running and sustaining, but not too much. So we feel like we're over um, extended. overextended on the price for the customer. Yeah. Who helped coach you on putting that model together? Because that's something it takes a lot of people a long time to figure out. Right. Yeah. Right away. And you are paying yourselves, which is yeah. also yes. unusual. That's important. Tell me do. about that. What? Well, paying ourselves or the... Yeah. And how you got the model. The model. Yeah. So when we did the Big Ideas Challenge, we were assigned to a mentor. And then through that mentor, we found another mentor who actually owned a paleo mix company. And then she sold that. And so that was like, it was such a small world because, you know, how... What are the odds we find someone in Mankato who used to run a paleo sure. baking mix company and now she's a consultant? Yep. <laughs> like, it's crazy, right? So um, she helped us. Her name is Hannah Bretz. And um, yeah, she really like laid down like, you know, this is how you should manufacture because we were literally doing it hand by hand, um, mixing it like teaspoon by teaspoon. Yeah. So she was like, no, just put it all in a big uh, bowl and just mix it and put it, you know, in little bags. And so... She trained us on that. She trained us on like really, um, you know, where where we can source it and um, all the things. I don't even remember, but yeah, it was. She helped with a lot because there is a lot of stuff that goes step by step. You have to do mm-hmm. in order to get started from mm-hmm. like the ground up. Yeah. And she had this really awesome like step by step sheet that she gave us, where like step one, you got to register for your cottage food law, and then you got to get your insurance, and then you got to do this and that and that and. Without her, it would be very hard to be able to uh, start it by yourself if you're completely clueless and didn't look for any help. Oh, I should connect with her because she sounds like she'd be a good guest. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Yeah, Yeah, because (laughs) for a lot of people, they fumble around for a very long time putting together those pieces. And if you had a checklist, it would be a huge time saver. Mm. Right. Exactly. And you're paying yourselves, which I think is, is, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not interesting. It's great. I feel like so many entrepreneurs, like they put themselves last Mm -hmm. and obviously you have to make a little money to take a little money. But Mm -hmm. I think like setting up the expectation that this is a business and this is the way I'm going to make my living helps to kind of put that intention into the world that this is what we're doing and this is how we're putting it together. So did she tell you like if there was a percentage that you should take or did she just say you should be paying yourselves a little bit or... Um, I don't. We just recently started paying ourselves like, like past few months. Right, yeah, past few months, and it was just me like learning from other business owners and just like educating myself on how like burnout is real. And if you don't kind of invest in yourself and like pay yourself, then it's like you're, you you know you're, it's not like real business. Then you that's know? right, so, and that's exactly what I'm trying to get at. So yeah. thank you for articulating it so well. <laughs> yeah, that. You know, it makes sense to not pay yourself in the mm-hmm. beginning because you need to invest. But it also at some point makes sense to pay yourself. Right. Um, yeah. My Even husband, if it's a little bit, you yes, know, <laughs> like, because it helps. It's like, and it helps the idea that it stands for something mm-hmm. and that it, you're doing it for something and right. it's moving forward into some degree. Mm-hmm. Are there other local companies that you really admire? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Um, we love Greer Switchell, Melinda's. So great. Just amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just so kind and um she's really just encouraging and helpful. I tell with any people questions. to listen to her podcast that yep. I did with her because yeah. I think 
talk about like breaking down the steps. I felt like she really gave a complete view of what it is like to be a food manufacturer and a small food producer in our town. It was very helpful. I remember me and Bella both listened to it while we were on a long bike ride once in the summer, and uh, it, it definitely helped us out with our journey as well. Yeah, yeah. she's been she's really uh, helped a lot of people. Any others? Yeah, there's um there's Omi Snacks, um, yeah. Adia. I haven't had her on yet, but she sent me her snacks. Yeah, she's such a super boss. Like She does all, she does everything, <laughs> I swear. <laughs> she's a mom, she's an entrepreneur, and I love it. Um, there is Jen Jars. We, yes. Yeah, she was on the podcast, you yep. know, and we met her at a farmer's market, and it was just so fun. Her and her husband are just so passionate, and we love it. And they're super delicious. Yeah, yes, they're super they're so super good. Delicious. And they have the best pesto in the world. They do. I haven't tried, but and I, it's not I even to. basil, which it's spinach. Like, crazy. It's just, mm-hmm. it's crazy that it tastes as good as it does, because I just was like, oh, how do you get the basil to stay so green? And she's like, it's not basil, it's spinach. Wow, mind blown. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. Um, when you are planning sort of the next steps, like do you guys sit down and do you write goals or how do you, like you talked about that you're going to be doing a role reversal here. Mm-hmm. Is it just time to do that role reversal or did you have a human resources opportunity come up that sort of pushed the issue or how do you make decisions in the business? Yeah, honestly, I am a huge like goal setter and planner. And I think that without a plan, you're kind of just fumbling around. So um, at the beginning of the year, we mapped out our whole entire 2019. I mean, as best as possible, things yep. come up. So you got to stay flexible. Um, How but, do you do it? Do you do like A, B and C and then build d- bullet points below that? Or do you use a special format? Yeah, we use Google Slides, so like a presentation format. For and- each other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I we like do it, it together. Um, so we like brainstormed like what well, we would we reviewed last year and then we brainstormed um, just things we really wanted to do this year. And then we broke it down into four categories. So um, first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. And then we just put down the projects we wanted to work. So there's about two or three projects every quarter we really want to hit. And when I say project, we mean like um, maybe partnerships we want to hook up with or you know have um or maybe that's like a a launch of a new product or it's um a social media campaign or something so um we do that and then when we were planning we're i i just really i knew i have always wanted to be like a full-time entrepreneur and i've always had a job and so i this like this jump is huge for me yeah so that's why i'm we're i'm just being really diligent and i'm i just want to plan it and you know, be smart with the, with the transition. Cause it's, yeah, it's a big deal. And so, so Miles, yeah. are you as planful as she is? I try to be, she's definitely the anchor when it comes to planning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but, um, yeah, we, every morning we do a uh, daily meeting, like what we're going to be working on for the day regarding the business. And then at the end of every week, we do a weekly meeting. So we kind of like plan out the week and then every morning we check in like, Hey, what are you going to be working on? Are we staying together so it is very structured and it really does help us uh progress through and actually reach our goals that we do plan on for the beginning of the year wow you guys are so organized well you have to be i love it you know (laughs) yeah yeah uh are your families uh supportive oh yeah yes yeah my mom (laughs) thinks it's awesome and she always asks me to help and do demos and farmers markets and stuff yeah so when you think about are there some partnerships that you would like like, are there people that you're like, oh, I'd like to be in partnership with them or help figure out, meet them? Uh, 
Let's put it out into the universe. Meeting like, you. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That was cool. Was that on your list? It kind of was because I wasn't. I'm so happy. I was a Google slide. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I've listened to Minnesota, Makers of Minnesota for a while. So it was just really cool how we met and then you reached out. So Yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, Oprah's as- next. I'm pretty sure. Oh my gosh, Marie Forleo probably, and then Oprah. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Yeah, good, she's. Good, a, good. I'm a big fan of her. Um, let's see. So for retail partnerships, we really want to get into Whole Foods and Kowalski's next. Um, I don't know. There's and just all the co-ops in general. Yeah, yeah. We we really do love co-ops. Um, it our target market is in there, and uh, they usually sell a lot of like premium foods, which is what we kind of see ours as is kind of like a healthy premium yeah, baking mixes so guys, it, it fits sure. perfectly in there and the few days or yeah a week or so we've been in lake winds we did a demo each of us did a demo i went to richfield and bells at chanhassen and i went there just to restock the shelves and like a lot of our stuff was already sold and i was really surprised i was like wow this is what can really come from co-ops yeah yeah and so it's yeah. really it's really exciting we actually got like a reorder today from one of the co-ops yeah. so Oh, that it's must just, be exciting. And they just put yeah. our stuff up, so it's, yeah, it's really fun. So when that yeah. happened, tell me what your reaction was. Like getting the when reorder? You got the reorder. Were you oh, like, I was oh. just like, oh my gosh. I was like, wait, what? Like, we literally just stocked the shelves last yeah. week. And that's oh. what you should be looking for is the second order. The first order is if they just, mm-hmm. they test to see if your stuff is going to sell. And then the second order is the most important because that's like, hey, they're telling you this stuff sells and we want to keep ordering from you. Okay, so yeah. if anybody from the co-ops is listening or Kowalski's, I know Chris listens sometimes. So Ooh, okay. give well, hey. you guys a call. <laughs> Coconut Whisk. They are the <laughs> baking mixes that are gluten-free and vegan. Um, Where is your favorite place to eat in town when you go out? Because people are always asking us. Holy, there's so many, but... For sure, our favorite is probably Jay Selby's. And yes. then... I like Jay Selby's a lot, yeah. too. They do so much. They do, yeah. And, and everything is just tasty and delicious. And you, yeah. you kind of get past the whole gluten-free vegan thing. Right, right. I feel like a lot of people can go and like. Yeah, for it. sure. Yeah. Herb River's Butcher is a good one. Trio, that's another plant-based eatery. Yep. Vegan Faro. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of restaurants coming up that are vegan and conscious. I like it. I like it. Miles, are you, are you also... Yeah, I'm on the same board. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Selby's is my favorite as well. Yeah, it's yes. pretty good. I like it a lot. <laughs> yes. I live right over there. So, all right, you Lucky. guys, thanks for being on the program. It's Coconut Whisk. Uh, you can find it at the co-ops. You can find it online. And Hy-Vee, was it Lakeville? Lakeville, yes. yes. Okay. Yep. Excellent. Uh, Coconut Whisk, thanks. Thank you so Thank much. You. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera. That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. In the base itself. Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could hear sounds, uh, including a singing that uh, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a hymn. Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. 
Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.